Welcome to this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday, so it's wine day. I am Marlies Beckers and I'm about to present to you a very juicy wine subject. But before we meet the managing director of the winery and discover his secrets on producing the most sublime wines, let's have a wine tasting first, shall we? Right in front of me, I have the Albarino Reserva, which is the white wine of the winery called Bodega Garçon, a winery in Uruguay, very close to Punta del Este. They actually also say that Punta del Este is like the Saint-Tropez of Uruguay. And it's a very young wine region, but with a huge potential. When I look at the Albarino, I see that it has like a very pale yellow color. And now let's smell it. But first, give it a little swirl. Mmm, it has some very fruity aromas. It reminds me a little bit of like a very soft peach. It's very warm and white with like like floral tones even. Like, yeah, it has a very rich, rich aroma. I wonder how it would taste. First, you have like some very nice acidity. And even, it's like, it's also very mineral at the same time as well. It has a bit of tropical fruit, but the finish is very long. A bit creamy even. Well, this is very exciting. I'm very excited now to, to, to start talking with the managing director because this, this winery itself, it's like a huge project of um, of billionaire called Alejandro Bulgheroni. And he started this winery together with winemaker Alberto Altonini, who is in fact one of the top three winemakers in the world. Now let's call the managing director of the winery, Christian Wiley. Hi, Christian. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm great, Marlisa. How are you? Are you in the beach for the moment? No, I wish. We're getting ready for, for harvest uh, in, a, in a month's time. So I'm at the vineyard. It's uh, only midday here. Okay. It's hot. It's uh, 30, 30 Celsius right now. Wow. Uh, I was at the beach earlier in the morning surfing with my kids and we'll be back for sunset for sure. Wow. Yeah, you, you are in a very interesting area. Um, I've been there, by the way. Um, so it's, uh, it's one of the few places where you can see a river and the sea at, or the ocean, basically, at the same time, isn't it? It is if you are between Buenos Aires, Argentina, and Montevideo. That's the capital of Uruguay. Mm-hmm. That's divided by the big river plate, and that's, yes, river and ocean. Yeah. Where, where we are, we're further east, uh, actually northeast of Punta del Este, where that actually separates the, the river plate with the Atlantic Ocean. So... I am at the winery right now, and as the crow flies, I, I, I can actually see the ocean. It's only 15 kilometers, and that's on the beach uh, of Jose Ignacio, which is a very cool, quaint uh, town, a little bit like the Saint-Tropez of South America. Wow. Uh, so the winery is, is back country to that. This project is absolutely fantastic. Yes, I, well, I'm very curious to know and to listen more about it. Um, your job at the winery, 
is you're the managing director. What does that mean? What are your daily tasks? Well, it means that I am responsible for for making a good cup of coffee as well as a great <laughs> wine and providing spectacular experiences for our guests. My background is uh, agronomy, viticulture and uh, winemaking. That's what I studied. Um, my specialty, I guess, aside from making wine is selling wine and going around the world, presenting the wines and, you know, working with the different cultures. Uh, so that's the, the most of my work. In this case here, Bodega Arson has a very important uh, pillar of the philosophy is experiences. So we provide a, a various number of different experiences. So it's a pretty full-time job. Yes, I can imagine. Wow. But also very diverse. It's a big challenge because even if even when it comes to the vineyards, uh, it is a very extreme viticulture. There's 1,500 little plots. It rains more than Bordeaux. Uh, we, we don't really have labor. Or, or we're not in a wine region. We're basically a new found uh, terroir in the 21st century. Christian, you mentioned it already, the fact that it's a very young wine region. Usually, most wine regions in Uruguay, they're more situated in the south. This winery is situated in the east. Do you think that's the secret of your success? Or why did you, or why did your owners basically decide to, um, to, uh, to start a vineyard? in a different place. So Alejandro Bulgeroni is a, is a very successful, important businessman, a global businessman in the, in the world of energy. He came to Uruguay to develop only exclusively green energy. Uruguay is a country that it's, I think, next to Norway, the cleanest matrix of energy in the world. Garzón is a municipality that goes from the little town of Garzón in the hills to the quaint village on the ocean is called Jose Ignacio. On the top of the hills, you have Bodega Garzón. He bought the place, he bought the hills for, for windmills. His wife said, no, no, we're not going to spoil the, the view of the golf course and our home and the olive oil, and you're going to put the windmills in that hill five kilometers away. And the, the agronomist here would, would tell him, I say, boss, uh, it's a rock, it's a boulder of granite super exposed to the ocean and one person said maybe vines which is the most rustic of all the of all the products uh, of all the plants maybe maybe vines can can grow he interviewed the top uh, winemakers around the world and hit it off really well with Alberto Antonini mm -hmm. who is who is a fantastic uh, winemaker and also a consultant and he agreed to come and visit this place. So he, he came for Easter 2007 and did the scouting. It's the same latitude, 34.5 south, that we share with Apalta Vineyards in Chile, with Waltayari in Argentina, with Barossa Valley in Australia. So it's like the best premium wine, wine belt for the southern hemisphere. Now, there wasn't any vineyards here. He started looking at the soil and what was under the ground. And this is, we're on, on this massive uh, mother rock of granite. is is the oldest granite in the planet. So this is a rock that if you touch it, it breaks. It's really old. And it's kind of a, a, a holy grail for terroirs. So you end up in a, with, a, with a terroir 
that has the ideal South American latitude. It has cool climate from the ocean. It has this soil for minerality, but it's also a soil that allows for drainage. So yes, a very long response to your question. Big part of the success and early success is where we are, is the place. Well, I'm, I'm also very fascinated by um, the theme of the biodiversity because it's, it's quite unique, isn't it, in, um, in Uruguay to have such a, a big biodiversity in your vineyard? Maybe to South Africa, perhaps you get more, but uh, the, the biodiversity here is, is second to none. A lot of people refer to Garzón, to the Garzón and the vineyards, like a mini Jurassic Park. I mean, there's a lot of native forest, but it's a lot of, there's a lot of palm trees. It's not because we're, you know, tropical. It's because the migration of birds from Amazonia to Patagonia, there's this jet stream that flies right above Garzón and to the northeast of, of Uruguay. And there's this corridor of palm trees. So it attracts uh, a massive amount of birds. It attracts where we are, we have hills, So we have a lot of a lot of very protection for very good flora and fauna. We have native uh, ostriches, a little bit smaller than the ones in South Africa. Where we have, I mean, I go I go around the vineyards and it's very normal to run into ostriches. Okay. So here we have we have a, a, a fantastic philosophy of of uh, quality. There's also a very strong pillar of philosophy of, of sustainability. We're preserving flora and fauna. We have a we have a nature nature's preserve of 300 hectares, which is called La Quebradas, like like the canyon. Uh, but we're actually uh, sustainable, as sustainable as it gets when it comes to to viticulture. But we we went a step further. Mr. Bulgaroni built the whole facility under the under the guidance for of LEAD, which is leadership of energy and environmental design. And it's, you're basically constructing with blueprints or architects that design everything to be energy efficient. Okay. And it is the first winery in the world certified lead. Not just the industrial winery part, but also the hospitality, the restaurant, the billionaires club. And that's a very, very strong commitment to the biodiversity in the place. What I think is also interesting is that you work with two main grape varieties, Tanats mm -hmm. and Albarino. Why did you choose for those two grape varieties and, and what's so interesting about these varieties in the terroir that you have? The selection of the grape varieties is kind of still going on because it is a trial. Mm -hmm. We have uh, 28 different grape varieties. As you mentioned, the main white variety was Albarino. And it was chosen because of the similarities to Rias Baixas, to Galicia. So you have the Atlantic, you have the cold, you have the rain, and you have the granite. And Alvarino is, just loves it here. And we're, we are the, the main producer of Alvarino in the Americas. Alvarino comes in, it's super gastronomic, and it works really well with our seafood and, and fish. On the case of the Tanat, it is... Uh, Uruguay's signature grape, like you have Malbec from Argentina or, you know, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. In Uruguay is Tanat. Historically, Tanat is a, it's kind of rustic, it's a very big red. And Alberto thought, you know, against the, the will of the owner, Alberto said, let me try because here with the Atlantic Ocean, with the, with the, with the granite, I may find, I may be able to tame Tanat 
and give you something fresh and fruity and light and drinkable. And that's what's happened. And it's been like a Eureka. All of a sudden, Tanat uh, found, found, its, found its home here. And we've been growing uh, amazing exponentially. Wow, yeah. And for being such a wi young winery, you've been awarded many times already. You were ranked in the top five world's best vineyard uh, for three years in a row. You've been in the top 100 wineries, according to Wine and Spirits. And uh, you've been even uh, New World Winery of the Year in 2018, nominated by Wine Enthusiast. So it's remarkable being such a young winery that you've been winning so many awards already. Yeah, I, I've never had a job like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's every, every single... A institution out there is 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 backing up, mm -hmm. you know this discovery and this the, the wines and the place and and we really need it, you know we need those endorsements because it's it's still in Uruguay and not many people know about Uruguay. Son, it's also listed on La Place de Bordeaux, um, which is a place which is only reserved for the best wines in the world. But in fact, your wine got even mistaken for a real Bordeaux. Isn't that correct? Yeah, it's correct. Uh, it's, it's amazing. It's a, such a young, young project uh, and from Uruguay that we get uh, to, to have our, our grand van, our icon in, in La Place. It, was, it is confused with the level of quality and sometimes even higher than a lot of the wines in La Place from Bordeaux and wines from, from Tuscany or, or even California or, or Chile. As a managing director, is that like the biggest compliment you can achieve to be mistaken for a great Bordeaux wine? Well, it's, it's an honor to, be, to get your wine in La Place de Bordeaux, for mm -hmm. sure. It is a compliment to be mistaken for a great wine. Uh, But one of the things that makes me really proud is that we didn't do it with a, with a French winemaker or a chateau holding our mm -hmm. hand. You know, we took the character and the expression of the place and our conviction, if you like, a dream. And a lot of people were laughing at me when I was saying that we had the quality and we should go for it. And, you know, it's a little bit They of an anecdote. They didn't believe you, actually. No, no, no. No one believed it. No one. Even, the, even the, the, a friend of mine that helped us get in front of, the, of La Place He laughed for about two, three years and he was involved with Almaviva and then said, come and see this place, come and experience it. Let's taste the wines and I'll, I'll prove you wrong. And after the visit, he said, okay, you know, I've fallen in love with your dream. Let's, let's go. And we had, you know, the presentations with the, with the judges of the Place and they were like, is the, is the wine from Bordeaux? I was like, no. <laughs> is it Chateau, Chateau wine? No. Is it uh, from Bordeaux varieties? No. Is it uh, uh, 95 pointers Parker Spectator? No, 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 no. Is it uh, 10 vintages uh, of success? No, it's, it's the first edition. It hasn't been rated. Would you please taste it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's And, so they were actually quite snobbish about it. Oh, well, it is absolutely yeah, yeah. stop, 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 <laughs> stop, snobbish game. It's, it's the oldest club in the world and the rules are not written. Mm -hmm. It's very, very snobbish. Mm -hmm. It's very uh, aspirational. Yeah.
So Christian, um, there is well, great food in Uruguay, but is there also a specific traditional meal you like to eat during the festivities at the end of the year with Christmas? Um, for example, a dish that pairs perfectly with the Albariño Reserva? Uh, historically, Albariño goes super well with pulpo. You know, we have the octopus mm -hmm. a, la, a la gallega. But what we think it's the best part of summer here, and it's a big tradition, a, a little bit like in Belgium, is the is the mussels, the mules. Ah, oh, and, and, amazing! And they're they're, fan, they're fantastic here on the coast. So the albariño with the mules uh, are a treat. It's just a spectacular combination. Wow! Yeah, that must be very great. Well, thank you. Just one quick question regarding the mussels: Do you also eat them with fries? Yes, but it's, they're not as good as yours. Ah, no, no, no. great answer. Belgian fries, no, no, that, that's, that, Belgian fries is the very, very best. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us and for giving us uh, in such a passionate way so much more information about uh, the Garçon Vineyard. Marlies, you are super invited as well as all the, all the people that listen to the podcast. I guarantee you, you'll, you'll have a fantastic time and discover a an amazing part of the world. Uh, okay, looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Christian Wiley, the Managing Director of the Bodega Garçon in Uruguay. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. Bye-bye. And thank you, dear ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this episode. And now it's time to have a great drink. Cheers. Friday Wine Day is a podcast of Chakali Wines, a wine importer and distributor for international wineries in collaboration with Pet Connect. And remember, a good wine should be enjoyed and saved wisely. Alcohol abuse is dangerous for your health. <laughs>